0: Talk to your neighbors say happy holy week. And you can be seated. Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Luke nineteen, verse twenty eight. After Jesus spoke, and he went before, ascending up to Jerusalem, verse 29. And it came to pass when he was nigh, when he was near Bethpage in Bethany, at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples. Aren't you glad God still sends disciples, still sends people? Some of you are being sent right now to your family and your friends. Some of you are on direct assignment to your uh, workplace or your job. Some of you are on direct assignment to your neighborhood. Some of you are on direct assignment to uh, uh, your favorite restaurant where the waiter or the waitress keeps coming by and you have the same waiter or waitress every time and you just know God has called you to make a difference in your life. God is in the sending business. The question is, God is always looking for people who will say yes when he in fact sins So the Bible says that he takes two disciples And he sent them He sent them and he said this to them Verse 30 He said go into the village over, over there against you In which at your entering you shall find a colt tied Whereon yet never a man has sat. In other words you'll find a donkey there tied up That nobody's ever sat on And what I want you to do is I want you to untie him And I want you to bring him to me it seems to me that Jesus is always looking for the donkey or the the the, the entity that nobody else can deal with. He's always looking for the one that nobody else has ever messed with. And if you think about it, maybe that's how you were before you met God. Maybe that's how you were before God came into your life. Maybe you're the one that never a man had sat on. Because what's interesting about a donkey or a horse or anything that nobody's ever sat on is they get to a place where they are unusable. If you are the kind of person that nobody can tell you anything, nobody, nobody can, 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 can inform you of anything because you already have everything figured out, because you're the smartest and the brightest, and you never put yourself into subjection or submission to what somebody else has to say, you are what we would call, you are a wild ass that has never been broken. <laughs> Is my wife in here? A wild donkey that has never been broken. And there's something about an animal that has never been broken. There's something about an animal that refuses to get into submission. Because what happens is, is that animal, before it's over, becomes completely unusable. And the only value they have is the potential value that's on the inside of them. But the potential value has to be placed in the hands of somebody who can bring them into a place of submission. So their potential value becomes a realized value You and me, we've spent our life Up to the time we met Jesus Trying to figure everything out Believing we could figure everything out And then we came to the realization That Jesus wasn't looking for somebody Who has everything figured out He's looking for somebody That when he decides to climb on our back We will go where he says go He's looking for somebody that as we move about our life, we will go in the direction that the master points and not constantly trying to figure out our own direction. Because the minute you put your trust in the master, now you have access to something that you never had access to before. You have access to a plan that is far greater than anything you could have ever imagined. He's not just the healer, yet he is a healer, the healer. He's not just a way maker, even though he is the way maker. He is the one that knows your end from your beginning, which means he has a plan for you that will establish you in ways, methods, and places that you could never establish yourself alone. He said, I need you guys to go. And I want you to find the young donkey that nobody has ever sat on. I want you to find the young donkey and you will find the young donkey tied up. And when you find the donkey tied up, I want you to untie the donkey. Did you know in your life, in my life, there are people that are waiting on you to loose the knots in their life? There are people that are bound to depression. There are people that are bound with self-pity. There are people that are bound with insecurities. And the world is walking by. How many people walk by that donkey that day with it just tied up sitting there doing nothing? Yet so many times in your life in my life, you are the one who can come up and say, listen, let me just tell you a little piece of good news. Jesus says that, that, that He not only loves you, but He gave His whole life for you. And the Bible teaches that He will make you the head and not the tail I know you feel like the tail I know you feel like your only job Is to drag in the dirt and swat flies But I'm here to tell you That God will take you from a tail All the way to the head He has a way to take you But he needs somebody He needs a you and he needs a me To determine that we're going to untie The knots in people's lives Verse 31 And if any man asks you Why do you lose him? You'll say to him, because the Lord had, has need of him. Sometimes I get asked, it doesn't happen very often because I don't often find myself in these conversations. But I get asked, why do you do a certain thing or not do a certain thing? Why do you, there, there, are certain, there are certain establishments that I do not frequent. I do not frequent them, not because I care necessarily if anybody else frequents them, but I do not frequent them because I believe when the Lord calls us from sin out into into the to, to light that we should walk in the light thereof. However, I'm not standing outside the door. I try not to stand outside the door and throw rocks at the people coming out of whatever that establishment is. But you're not going to find me knowingly walking into those kind of establishments. If you're wondering what kind of establishment, just picture the one you're already picturing right now. You're pretty much there. <laughs> and what happens is, is, is sometimes, and it doesn't happen often, but well, how come you don't do this? And the answer is simple it's because I'm a Christian. Well, I know Christians that do that. Great. I know liars that occasionally tell the truth. <laughs> well, well, I, I don't do that because I am a Christian. Well, what do you mean because you're a Christian? Well, it's because I want to live a long time. Well, why do you want to live a long time? Because he says he has appointed unto man 120 years, and I want all 120 years. Why do you want 120 years? I want to see my great-great-grandchildren. Why do you want to see your great-great-grandchildren? Because I'm working towards laying up an inheritance for my children and my children's children and I would like to lay eyes on them before they receive this inheritance that I'm working for all because these are some of the promises of God that the Bible says are yes and they are amen. In other words, yes and let it be. Yes and let it be. So when God says to you by His stripes you are healed, your answer is yes and let it be when God says to you I will supply your needs according to my riches and glory your answer is yes and let it be So many people find themselves arguing against the blessing of God and the hand of God and the favor of God and the opportunity of God all because they decide to wonder whether or not God is in fact for them and not against them. When the Bible makes it so abundantly clear, he who would not withhold his only son from you, what would he withhold? So in your life, in my life, there are things that we do and we don't do, and the answer, why do I do this, why do I not do this, is because I'm a Christian. And if I was saying it in King James, I would say this, it is because the Lord has need of me. He needs me. Well, listen, I'm just a pawn, okay? If I don't do what he says, let me tell you what he'll do. He'll say, Brian, I told you to do it. You didn't do it. Go sit on the sideline. Hey, Billy, come over here. You do what I told Brian to do. Because the will of God will be done in this earth And he will use people who are willing vessels But I don't want to sit on the sideline I want to be in the middle of it So when there's an opportunity to figure out When you should get in the game or not get in the game You should sit there and decide The Lord needs me Does he need you on a personal level? Yes, because you are fearfully and wonderfully made But on the flip side of it If you don't get busy about your father's business You're going to be watching somebody else Do what he called you to do yikes my uncle pastors a church down south of houston with thousands of people and one time we were playing golf and he said to me he said did you know the lord told me that he told three people before me to start this church i said really he goes and because they did not now i get to." Now God would have had something else Great for him to do Maybe he would have given him A different city Or a different area But all I know Is the spirit of God Is looking throughout the earth On a constant basis Going Who can I Who can I send Who will do What I said? Who was that Is there anybody out there That still believes In the power Of an old rugged cross Is there anybody out there Who still believes That there is an empty tomb That changed humanity forever Is there anybody out there that still believes when I put my breath and wind into a situation, everything changes. He's looking for somebody that will recognize, you know what, God needs me. At this church, we need you. We don't just want you, we need you. The reason we need you is because we're trying to let everybody in this region know there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death. But Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life, and we don't want anybody burning in hell. Seems like a pretty reasonable position. We need you to help us. Get the word out because us, little us in this church, is a part of the big us, which is a part of the kingdom that will have no end. Everything you do for Jesus is eternal and everything you do for the flesh will pass away. So for you and for me, when we wonder why do we do this, why do we do that? It's very simple. We do so because Jesus has need of us. Verse 32. And they that were there, they went their way and found, even as they said, Jesus said, uh, so the disciples found the, the donkey. And as they were untying the donkey, the owner said unto them, why do you untie my donkey? And they said, the Lord has need of him. Verse 35. And they brought him to Jesus and they cast their garments on the colt and they set Jesus thereon. So they took their covering. They took their garments and they put it on the donkey that nobody had ever ridden. They took their garments and they put it on the colt that nobody had ever ridden. They untied the colt. In other words, they were obedient. And when they got back, they took their garments and they put them on the donkey. And then they put Jesus on the donkey. And I don't know about you, but I was kind of raised around horses and stuff. And the first time that you get on a donkey or you get on a horse, it's usually like rodeo. You know what I'm saying? All of a sudden There there is no reference to this There is no reference to And the donkey got real mad And the donkey got upset And the donkey began to bray And hee-haw And it was crazy No, the Bible says They put their garments On the donkey's back And then Jesus got on What I'm telling you Is Jesus is the one Who calms All the wild donkeys In your life And the way that I know Is because You were one I was one and depending on who you ask I might still be one <laughs> Jesus has a way of calming the wild nature on the inside of you and bringing peace into your situation they take Jesus and they put him on the back of the donkey and as they went people began to spread their clothes in the way. And when He was come near, that a multitude came down from the Mount of Olives and the whole multitude, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God, get this, with a loud voice, for all the mighty works they had seen. They said, Blessed is Blessed be the king that comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Jesus comes riding on a donkey. And the Bible says that the multitude began to shout with a loud voice. I'm not asking you to shout right now. But there are certain things that are biblical. And that get results when it comes to the kingdom of God. And they are constantly ostracized when it comes to religion. Religion wants you reserved. And Jesus wants you unfettered. Religion wants you bound. And Jesus wants you free. Religion wants you in a box. And Jesus wants the box destroyed. You see... When they came, when when Jesus came in, the people began to shout and they had no idea that they weren't just shouting for a king and a prophet who was doing some great things. But in one week's time, that same king was going to be walking out of a tomb that all he did was borrow for three days so that you and me could live with him for all eternity. They had no concept of what was really taking place. And Jesus, interestingly enough, is surrounded with people cheering him on and shouting his name, who within one week would be shouting his name, but asking him to be crucified. He's the king. And then it would shift, crucify him. And what I find is Jesus did not pay attention so much to the praise because if you pay so much attention to what people say good about you you by default authorize them to when they speak ill of you to harm you if you give somebody the authority in your life to bring you joy then you have congruently given them the authority to bring you frustration shame no, I believe as Jesus was walking in, they were saying he's a king, and they, they, it was honorable that they did this, and I'm glad they did as, as they should have. It fulfilled many Old Testament prophecies. But I believe what was resonating in Jesus' mind was what he heard the day he was baptized. This is my beloved Son, in whom I, God the Father, and who I am well pleased. Because if you worry about pleasing mankind, listen, I'm part of mankind. We're just too fickle. We flip flop. We go one way, and then within a week, we may be going the other way. You like apple pie this week, next week, all you want is cherry pie. You like cherry pie next week, next week, you like broccoli. That's not true, that'll never happen. Would you like a piece of pie or some broccoli, sir? You know what, I tell you what, let me get some broccoli. Just steam it, no salt, no butter, just give me that stalk. Matter of fact, don't steam it, just bring me that big old thing. Mm. I used to be hooked on cherry pie, now this broccoli's got me, I tell you what. You see, when you allow people to determine your value... You become subject to the value they place on you. Your husband or your ex-husband may have said something about you. It might have even been true in that moment. But it's not true in the grand sense. The grand sense is you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Your ex-wife, your cousin, your crazy uncle, he might have said something about you. It might have even been true in that moment. But the real truth is... He has taken what you were. And He's made you a new creation in Christ. So if they're shouting your praise... We can't go, oh yeah, they're right. Now they were right about Jesus. But in our life, we can't say, oh yeah, they're right. Because if you give them that authority... You just handed them the keys if they decide to turn. Now they have the same authority in your life. The Bible says that they they were shouting. And and one of the Pharisees come up to Jesus, or maybe a couple of them, and they said, said, hey, you need to tell these people to be quiet. You need to tell these people to calm down. And really, I don't want to speak. I'm not speaking about anybody or anything else. I'm just talking my life. I know there was a season in my life where my relationship with God was very restrained. It was very Sunday and sometimes Wednesday. It was, it was very much a restrained situation. And nobody had a problem with that. Matter of fact, everybody was cool with it. But yeah. Matter of fact, it was even said to me then, yeah, he's pretty religious. I didn't think I was religious, but he's pretty religious. But when you decide to really flip it, and go, okay, I'm just going all in for you, Lord. I'm just, I'm just going to publicly, if I'm going to put you on my back and I'm going to publicly carry you through the streets. And I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I don't care what anybody thinks about that. When you decide to do that, that's whenever you will find, that's whenever you will discover the resistance that verifies you are on the right track. You see, resistance is the only way you get stronger. If you want to get grow muscles, you need to lift weights. And all lifting weights is, is resistance to what you're trying to do. If you want to, if you, listen, you don't find out the strength of someone's army until you go to war. Then you find out the strength. When they go up against resistance, everything else is for show. The parades. The the every, every, just it's all show and it gives a it gives a picture of it. But if you want to know strength, you gotta re, you gotta have some resistance. Then you find out where you are. It's only then that you find out that Philippians four was correct. You really can do all things through Christ, who gives you that strength. But so many times in our life, we, 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 we find ourselves in the safe place of religion, and the safe place of religion is exactly that. It's completely safe. Nobody's going to have a problem with you. You go to church on Sunday for an hour, hour and a half, and then on Monday you talk like them, you walk like them, you never rep Christ, you never tell them about the goodness of God, you never talk about how your marriage is stronger because of the name of Jesus Christ, you never do anything. You act exactly like, they won't have one problem with you, but the moment you decide, I'm carrying Jesus everywhere I go. Now, the resistance will come from where you least expect it. If you don't know the Bible. If you know the Bible, it comes from exactly where you would expect it. It comes from the people that should be shouting with you. And instead, they are shouting at you. It comes from the people that are shouting at you when instead they should be celebrating with you and I love the fact the Pharisee says you need to tell these people to calm down this is not that kind of church we don't lift our hands in this church we don't clap our hands in this church we don't shout into God with a voice of triumph we don't play our instruments with joy in this church we don't act like that in this church we don't magnify God in our car we don't celebrate God at our kitchen table we don't celebrate God before we go to bed. We don't thank him for giving us breath in our lungs when we wake up in the morning. We don't magnify God in the area of our marriage and our finances. We don't magnify God in the area of our job. We don't thank God for all the health we're walking in. We don't thank God that he's making a way even though we can't see a way. We don't do all of that stuff. We keep God in a nice tight box so that when we want him we can see him but we don't want him messing with our life and Jesus turned around with the authority of a thousand sunrises and he said if these people didn't shout today the stones under your feet would be crying out if these people didn't shout today these mountains would be shouting my name I am the king of kings the lord of lords this is me return coming peacefully but the next time I walk in this city it won't be quite so peaceful you see if you give them the authority to be Your joy, then you give them the authority to turn you the other way. And if you decide to keep God in a box, that's exactly where He will stay. But if you want to experience Him, if you want to really be about your Father's business, if you want to see the hand of God move, Then you put him on your back. You carry him everywhere he tells you to go. And last point, you never curse the rope. That donkey was tied up. Stand to your feet, please. That donkey was tied up, restrained. Many of you today feel restrained. You feel like, well, I would do it if if this would happen. I would do it if that was happened. Maybe it's your job. You just feel restrained. Maybe it's somebody in your family that they, you feel like they've got you tied up because every time they talk to you, you go about feeling worse about yourself than you did before. You're tied up. You're trying to figure out, how come I always feel so terrible? How come I always feel so restrained? I, I, I'm tied up by my age. I'm too young. I'm tied up by my age i'm too old i'm tied up like me by my looks i'm too handsome i'm just tied up i'm constantly i'm in knots I'm, I'm i'm torn i can't and i'm sitting here trying to tell you this one thing don't curse the rope because if it hadn't been for the rope the wild donkey would have missed the king God doesn't need somebody to have done it before whatever it might be he had never carried anybody on his back before yet he was carrying the son of God himself he had never done it before God doesn't need you to be to have done it before he's not looking for experience all the time he just needs you to be in the right place at the right time so when he sends somebody to come and let you and set you free and everybody around's going how come they're untying her how come they're untying in him you can look him right back in the face and you can say it's because God has need of me I'm going to carry Jesus everywhere Jesus wants to go I'm going to make sure everybody knows that he is the same yesterday today and forever I'm walking through the street and no rock will cry out for me somebody give God a big hand of praise There's something about living for God that when you do it amongst people of like faith, it energizes who you are. That donkey, he was walking through Jerusalem and I bet he was thinking, you know what? That rope wasn't so bad. If you hadn't been tied up, you'd have married the wrong girl. If you hadn't been tied up, you'd have taken the wrong job. If you hadn't been tied up, you wouldn't even be in church today. Don't curse the rope. God's going to set you free in the right season and the right time. And you don't want to go anywhere he's not anyway. Bow your head and close your eyes. If you're here today and you're not right with God, you're not living right, you're not doing right, Jesus is not Lord of your life, this is Holy Week. There's no better time, there's no better time to give it all over to him. If that's you and you've never said yes to Jesus, but you want to today. When I count to three, I want you to lift your hand. When an uplifted hand, you're saying, God, if you'll untie me, I'll go everywhere you ask me to go. If you'll forgive me, I'll forgive myself and I will go everywhere you ask me to go. If that's you and I count to three, lift your hand. And with an uplifted hand, you're just saying, Oh God, remember me. Maybe you would say it differently. Maybe you used to walk strong with God, but you backslid and you're like the prodigal son. Today's the day you want to come home. If that's you and I count to three, lift your hand. One, two, don't miss it. One, two, three, lift it up. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Is there anyone else? We'll wait just a moment before we pray. I don't see any more hands. If you lifted your hand and you wanted to, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Matter of fact, church, help us pray. Say, oh God, I come to you now and ask you to save me. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. I believe Jesus died and rose from the dead for my victory i'm a christian and i will carry jesus everywhere i go and everywhere he directs me in jesus name amen amen give god a big hand of praise you lifted your hand or you wanted to and you prayed that prayer do something for me before you leave fill out that communication card drop it off at the tent let us celebrate with you but let me tell you christians do three things number one christians pray if you don't know how to pray talk to god like you're talking to your best friend because that's what he wants to be number two christians read their bible if you don't know where to start start with the book of john if you don't have a bible grab one at our resources area or just get one on your phone that's one of the best places to read Number 3 Christians go to church. Church is Jesus idea. It's not man's idea. It's for us to get together and to be edified. Edified is a fancy King James word for recharged. It's it's this is like the recharging station. It's where we come back in and we go, "Yep, We are in the world, but we're not of the world. And the more I get around the people of God, that iron starts to sharpen iron. I begin to feel encouraged and and energized. Now I'm ready for the week again. Church is God's idea. It's not man's idea. Christians go to church. If you live within 100 miles of right here and you made that decision today, welcome to New Heights Church. Welcome home. We'd love for you to be a part of our church family. Uh, Last thing we're going to do this morning, we're going to pray. If you have a need in your body, we're going to have prayer partners right up here at the front here in just a minute. We're going to worship for another two or three minutes. That'll be about it. But we're going to worship, and I'm going to ask that you would worship with us. I'm going to ask that in the house of God that there wouldn't be any spectators today, but participators. Let's honor God. Let's worship God. But if you have a need in your life, maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a family member you're believing God for. Maybe it's your health physically. Maybe it's your heart. Maybe it's you mentally. You know, you just need, you just need a breakthrough. If it's a little thing, God loves you. The Bible says that he, he cares so much about you that He knows how many hairs are on your head. I say this a lot, but just looking around, some of you, it doesn't take quite as long to count as others. He knows how many hairs are. run. If it's a little thing, he wants to be involved in it. If it's a great big thing, then he's your only hope. This is a moment not just for members. This is for anybody, anybody who would like to be prayed over today. So as we worship, we're going to have prayer partners come up here to the front. They're not going to do anything weird. They're going to grab hands with you. And they're going to pray the prayer of faith in and over your life. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name. I ask that you would move on our behalf today as we worship you. I ask in Jesus' name that you would move on our behalf today as we honor you and celebrate you. For those who need prayer, Father, I ask that this, these altars would be a place of victory today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. Just come to the front right now if you need prayer. Somebody will meet you right here. Anything you need whatsoever. If you're in the middle of a road, just say, excuse me, pardon me, I'm going to go talk to God for a minute with another believer. Excuse me, pardon me, I just want my life to change. I'm believing God for victory in every area, if that's you. Specifically, if you're believing God for some direction today, like you have a big decision coming up, I'm getting that real strong in my spirit. Come up here and be prayed for. It's a shift when you do. Let's worship the Lord. watching us online today I just pray the blessings of God would overtake you thank you for viewing our service we celebrate every victory in your life and if you have need we pray that God would answer that need swiftly so wherever you are today just receive that in the name of Jesus we hope you were blessed by today's podcast if you'd like more information about Pastor Brian or New Heights Church visit newheightschurch.info and be sure to follow Pastor Brian on Twitter and Instagram Until next time, thank you so much for liking and sharing.